0: Hello and welcome to the Essential B2B podcast brought to you by Lee Forensics. I am your host, Joe Ducaro. This episode is with Stu Calvert, Global Sales Director at Webio. This is a really great chat. Stu is a lovely chap who really reinforced how important it is to have clear goals set for your career. While we do focus on this in a sales context, you can extrapolate the lessons here to any career. So there's an awful lot to take away from this episode. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Essential B2B Podcast with Stu Calver. What, to your mind, then, the, the most important skills needed to succeed in sales? The
1: primary one for me is actually around your own, I guess, goals and motivation. Like sales is sales is a, a, a tough job. Um, you know, you, you genuinely have generally have to take a deal with a lot of rejection, you know, a lot of the stuff that as human beings that we don't necessarily enjoy come part of the sales role in terms of you often don't get the the respect that most normal people get. For example, you know, you think about people doing like SDR roles and stuff, you know, they get, they they obviously have to deal with a lot of sort of people being fairly blunt and being ignored quite a lot and which I understand why that happens, but that's, uh, you know, you've got to be able to really deal with that kind of rejection and that and that kind of you know knocking on doors without getting the answers that you want and stuff and then even when you get into sort of more face-to-face sales and, and more of the kind of the closing aspect of it obviously as many people often say no as say yes so you've got to be able to deal with those sort of factors so for me in sales there's nothing um other than hard like one well, there's a lot of things but there's nothing that replaces hard work as in you know you look at all the top salespeople that I've ever seen. And whilst maybe some of those that are further on in their career might, like they've, got, look like they've got a really good balance between, you know, working, work, you know, work and personal. There's always a, a story about how they've grinded to kind of get where they are and put in a lot of hours, long hours. And so the reason why I say all that is that therefore to do all that, if you haven't got a real, goal-driven mindset and a real clear vision of what you want to get and why you're doing this, all of those things I've just described, just are painful and hard to deal with. Whereas if you know why you're doing it and you're really vividly clear on why you're doing it and what you're out, you know, your end goal is and what you're trying to achieve, then those other things, whilst they're not the nicest things to deal with, they're often just speed bumps. They're, they're just, you learn to accept them. That's like water off a duck's back. That's part of the process. And ultimately, I can accept that rejection. I can accept that no. I can accept having to work to midnight tonight because ultimately I know why I'm doing this.
0: What would you say is your biggest achievement? It can be
1: professional or personal. What's your greatest achievement, Stu? When my previous company was sold, we had a sales team of about 10 people. But across the years, there were three people in the team that delivered 75%, 80% of our sales number every year. You know, the three of us were the biggest contributors by by a country mile. I say we would we would deliver seventy five percent of the revenue year in year out. When the when the company was sold, there was quite a big transition in the management team. We were expecting it was very, it was fully expected to have a bit of a drop as a result of that. Um As it was in that first year of that new transition, we had our best year ever in sales. So, for me personally, that was a re- that that felt like a massive win. It was a You know, I had all the apprehension. I think people often look at leaders and think they're confident and have no self doubt and stuff. But I had all the apprehension you'd expect of stepping into a sales director role for the first time, and all of the things I've just discussed there. And so, I think for all of my fears and apprehension when I first made the decision of yes, I'll take the role, to where we were a year later, that that felt yeah, that felt big for me. Who um who else inspires you, Stu? I'm very, well, I'm very sport, sports orientated. I've always have been. So I, I you know, I'm inspired by anyone that's at the top of their profession because just because you know what it takes to be there. So any, any elite sports person, because I enjoy sports so much, I always find them inspiring. But I suppose my, my main inspirations are I try and stay a bit close to the home and people that you actually know, because you understand a bit more about what they really go through. So Paul, who owns our group, um, you know, I find him very, very inspirational. I've never met anyone like him from a goal-setting perspective. And and I owe him a lot to everything that's got me to where I am today has been based around goal-setting and being clear on my vision. And that came from Paul. And so, yeah, Paul, Paul, from that perspective, I'm a big believer that everyone does something well and and try and look for it, you know, in terms of... And that could be, you know it doesn't have to be leaders that you know there's there's people like there's people in my team that you know how they balance their their family life and their work life and the amount they put into work whilst they like I find that inspirational it's something that I'm known for being quite guilty of is working too many hours and not really finding the right balance there and stuff so um and they're still successful and stuff so I think yeah trying it might be a bit of a generic answer or a bit of a woolly answer but I I find that rather than just looking at people you don't know that you see in the public eye as being inspirational i'm trying to like look around me and see people that are just living the day-to-day life that we all live and and what are they doing that's really well and and that can be very inspirational when you try and look for what someone's doing well rather than necessarily what maybe they're not doing well is you know it gives you a different perspective of of things what
0: motivates you at the start of your the start of your day start your week what gets you
1: out of bed every day so I, I turned 40 this year, so uh, a <laughs> big secret. Um, and it does give, it does change, like it does change your perspective on things. Um, you know, i got a couple of young kids now. It's like, it's life over the last sort of 10 years has changed quite significantly and, and, it, and you have different focuses. And for me now, I'm very focused on what I want my life to look like in 10 years time. Um, and it revolves around, you um, my family it revolves around the social things that i do that i enjoy like i'm a massive golfer I love golf and i want to be able to play golf um more frequently than i do right now you asked about my inspirations one of my inspirations is my dad and he i remember i had a conversation with him um back in 2001 so he was in the navy um and he went into the Navy when he was 17 from like, he did Navy college, became trained as an engineer. So he then moved up the ranks fairly quickly through the Navy to a, to a chief level. And um, he could have gone so much further in the Navy, but he stopped at a, at a chief level. And I said to him, oh, you know, why did you, um, why did you like, progress so quickly and then stop? And he said, and his words were to me, he said, you'll probably see it as a failure. But for me, i would got what I wanted. You know, he knew what he wanted, and he was content. And I think that's what everyone in life really wants: is to be content. Because whatever it is that you need to make you content, is therefore the, the secret source. So, and I guess the where I, where I was going with this is that I actually just you know my vision for my life is like I'm envious of my dad now. Like he plays golf four days a week. I'm like, how are you doing that? And then he comes around very lucky. He comes around and does my garden for me because he likes to do a bit of gardening. And I'm like. I know what I want to achieve and I know, and it's not, you know, it's not all big flashy things that it used to be when I was younger, but I know that to have that lifestyle, I need to earn a certain amount of money. I need to achieve certain things. And I'm very fortunate in that the, there's an opportunity, you know, where I'm now working to basically give me the ability to do those things. And so that's where for me, that's my why. That's why I get up in the morning. That's why I go to work is that I know that the end goal is what I want. And this is a vehicle that will help me get there. So it probably comes back to what I was saying earlier about that's what I believe is key in sales is knowing, knowing your why, knowing what you're after. And for me, I won't give you the full details because it's quite boring, but it's uh, yeah, I've got some really clear things that I want to achieve in life and where I want to be and I know what it's going to take to do that. And this is the vehicle that gets me there. And so, yeah, that's, that's my why. It's
0: about that that clarity of mindset, isn't it? It's just in, it's imperative for for working in sales. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it was a a really touch a really lovely story about your dad as well. Just go, well, you know, I, I got what I wanted, and that was that. So yeah, being being content with with your lot, I think, is that is what everybody is chasing, isn't it? So when you yeah. when you can align that with your job, your per, like your personal goals, what you want it to be, and align that with what you do on a day to day basis, surely that is contentment. So no, that's that's a wonderful answer, Stu. We've we've touched on how how you're a, you're a keen golfer, um, but also you did mention that you're you're quite guilty of allowing the work and personal life balance to sort of bleed into each other. What what else do you do to, to decompress from work? And you know, do, how important is that divide for you?
1: I think the divide's important, but I don't live <laughs> my belief on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm, for me, work never stops. Um, I don't know, like, like a lot, of, especially in the modern world, there's more and more people sort of saying, "Now oh, that's a bad mindset, and you need to have that kind of separation." And I, and I and I understand that. It's just, it's not how I'm wired. Um, and I think, I guess, again, for me, that kind of that cheesy statement of work doesn't feel like work is like, it, it does don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, if I had freedom, freedom of choice, I wouldn't be doing it. Like I wouldn't choose to get up and do you know the things that I do at the moment. Like I'd probably play golf. I've just said that. So um, <laughs> the, um, but I guess the point of it is, is coming back to the reason I know why I'm doing it. It's not a chore because it's just a, it's a stepping stone, if that makes sense. So, so for me, I'm quite comfortable putting in the grind now in the hope that it brings forward when I get to do the things that I want to do every, every, you know, every day as such sort of thing. So the golf is really important to me because of obviously I enjoy it anyway, but yeah, having those sort of four hours out in fresh air with have, without really thinking about too much else. And unfortunately I play a nice golf course that's got amazing views and stuff. And so I, you know, that does It's good for the soul, if that makes sense. So that's really important. The one thing that I have matured with, which I think is, is recognizing when I do need a break. And that's what I didn't used to do. And that's probably one thing that I'd say to anyone who has a similar approach that I've had, which is like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can right now and work all the hours under the sun and stuff is that. What I have realized, and this is like, say, where the modern world, and, and I'm fortunate in the fact that Webio's CEO, she's very, you know, very in tune with this type of stuff, is that recognizing when you kind of feel like you're burning out a bit. And so there are times when, you know, as much as I will happily work into the office in like nine, 10 o'clock at night, I'll also have those days where I'm just like, Do you know what, it's four o'clock. I'm just not getting anywhere here. I'm burnt out. If this has been too much. Just go in and take some time in the garden with the kids, whatever it might be. So I think that is something that I have got better with is, is recognizing when you feel like, do you know what, actually, as much as I want this right now, I'm not being productive because I'm at burnout. And I probably would have in the past almost berated myself for that feeling and just kept on working. And they like, don't be lazy. Like, come on, you've got to do this. Whereas now I'm like, do you know what, actually, if I go and take, it might be half an hour out, it might be a couple of hours out. It might be the rest of the day. I know I'll be better for it tomorrow. And I think that's probably uh, one of the things that I've got better at that I didn't do 10 years ago sort of thing.
0: Something that does come up on this podcast a lot is when people talk about doing those sorts of activities like running or swimming or yoga or golf or anything, when they then go back to their desk or back to you know their job, whatever that may be, something has fired in the brain that means that they can look at a challenge or a problem or an issue or whatever with a slightly almost enhanced perspective and go okay well now i've you know you've got rid of the brain fog if you see what i mean you, know, you can yeah, go yeah. back to it and then it starts to flow again so sure i've got one more question for you this has been a, a really really lovely chat it's been really nice just um getting to hear your answers to these questions uh, if there was one top tip that you would give to people who are listening to the essential b2b podcast what's one golden piece of advice you'd
1: like to offer them today Probably the theme of what I spoke about so far today, my, my a piece of advice would be, if you aren't explicitly clear on why you're doing what you're doing right now, stop everything you're doing and become explicitly clear on it. So it makes the day-to-day a hell of a lot easier. You'll be so much more productive because you've then got a sharpened focus on, well, actually, is the stuff I'm doing right now helping me to get there? Because if it's not, why am I doing it?
0: Stu Calvin, thank you so much for joining me on the Essential B2B podcast today.
1: So from still. thanks Joe.